0: Hi, design enthusiasts. It's Laura here. Just wanted to start off this episode and let you know that we've created a freebie for you. Yes, we have. And it is in the show notes. Our number one episode downloaded since it came out is the welcome guide. And with that constantly being number one and trying to be appreciative of everyone and their kind words and how lovely they have been and how welcoming and how encouraging they've been. We created a template here at Thornton design with our welcome guide. And now we have made it that you can use that too. So there are two parts to the download. One is a template. And the other one is a PDF that just shows you all the places I need you to implement your brand colors, your photos, your verbiage, and that way you can get started sending out this welcome guide to your future clients as soon as possible. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you find this helpful in your business. And if you have any feedback, we love to get that feedback. So please go ahead and send that to us. Otherwise, let's get started with this episode of The Business of Beautiful Spaces. Welcome to the Business of Beautiful Spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, Principal of Thornton Design. I'm beyond thrilled to bring you this podcast where I am going to share over 25 years of experience in the interior design industry. As an experienced interior designer, I understand the challenges of running a successful business while also creating beautiful and functional spaces for our clients. Throughout my career, I've worked closely with trades and other professionals to bring my clients' vision to life. And along the way, I've learned a thing or two about balancing that creativity and practicality while running a business. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge, my insight with you, other designers, covering all the aspects of the interior design industry, from the creative process to the business side of things, from selecting the right materials to managing budgets and timelines. I am going to share all the tips and tricks that I have learned over the years to help you run a successful interior design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out in this industry, this podcast will be for you. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with you, answering your questions and helping you navigate the exciting world of interior design. So let's get started on the business of beautiful spaces and explore the art of creating beautiful and functional spaces while running a successful business. Welcome back designers, decorators, stagers, anyone interested in home decor. Today we are going to be talking to Mindy Applebaum. She is the owner of Luxury Move Management here in Toronto. And we're going to explore how her services can really be an add-on to your clients and all the services that she offers with her team and how it can really be a great service to any designer or decorator. They offer services such as packing and unpacking prior to a move and or renovation, decluttering and staging. They can come in and do, well, they do multiple things that maybe not involve interior designers, like estate clearing. But new home setup, once we come in and we renovate your beautiful new kitchen, Imagine being able to offer a service that, like Mindy's Luxury Move Management, that also creates the organization in your home, works with your client even further and deeper like we do to get the right information out of them to renovate properly and to create their dream home. Now they can actually create the dream organizational space. So we're going to discuss today with Mindy all the things that her team can offer Our clients and how we can use this as an added service to elevate our businesses and our services for interior design for our clients. So, without further ado, let's get chatting with Mindy. Welcome back to an episode of the Business of Beautiful Spaces. Hi, Mindy. Welcome to this podcast. Thanks for being with me today. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. So, we're going to dive right into if you can give us an overview of the services that you offer at Luxury Move Management and particularly in the areas of the packing the unpacking services, decluttering, staging, and how to set up a new home or a new kitchen that a designer like myself will have just done for a client
1: fantastic. So luxury move management works with clients in two phases. We work with designers, for example, who are getting ready to renovate a home. Are their clients would be interested in hearing about our packing services to come in, pack up the home empty out whatever rooms need to be emptied for the renovation. We will move furniture and boxes out of the house over to storage. We will carefully label all the boxes. Sometimes we're moving items over to a rental home while the client is living in a rental home. And then the designer would, you know, work her magic and do the renovation. And then after the renovation, the second phase is when we move the client back into their home home. We do complete unpacking services. We remove all the boxes, of course. We set everything up in a really nice way. Um, We offer a deep cleaning service if the house needs to be deep cleaned before we move back in. And we really make sure that the client is really set up back back in their home, set up for success.
0: Can I ask how you got into this? Yeah. <laughs> what was what was the driver to get you doing this? Because we all have walked into many homes as designers and some are meticulous, but they, everyone has the junk drawer. Everybody has the, let me tuck this in here. Like, how did you get into wanting to deal with people's junk drawers?
1: <laughs> it's funny. I sort of stumbled into it. It was, it was a result of circumstances. I was um, terminated from a position, I guess it was called downsized out of the job. Um, I was six months pregnant with my second of three children. And I found myself in a position where I couldn't go applying for other work because I was at a maternity leave pending and then a whole year off ahead of that. So I was sitting at home watching a lot of HGTV and thinking, what am I going to do with my life after this maternity leave? And it was the sort of clarity just came to me because I had all the time in the world to sit and think about it. I knew I wanted to start a business at that point. I mean, I never dreamed of being an entrepreneur. But when you find yourself in this position where no one can hire you because of the situation with the baby coming, I just got to thinking, here's my chance. Here's the time I have. I can build something. And through HGTV, just watching people in your profession do all their magic, I knew I'm not an interior designer. I don't have that sort of skill set. But I saw an opportunity where I could really help the people who are undergoing moves or renovations to really help them because I, I knew how organized I was and I'm very resourceful. My number one quality, my trait is resourcefulness. I can find solutions for all these little problems that seem to weigh down your your clients and weigh down people that have to move. So it evolved. it, it's, it the, the version it is right now is not how it started. I started by helping clients sell their unwanted furniture. That was the very first service I was offering. And I'm still offering that now. And then once I'm in a home with someone who wants me to sell their furniture, you learn that they're moving and then you see all the other problems that they're facing. And then you sort of think, think well, I could help you pack. And I know good movers. I could, you know, get a great moving team in here and I can supervise the move so you don't have to do it. And then I can help you unpack. And then it just evolved. And now we're offering dozens of move related services. I know, I think it's
0: fabulous. Like when I was reading all, you have a lot of services that you offer, but I think of how many of them could be an added value service for someone like me or who does what I do in interior design and design build. And, you know, the one thing that always is the like moment with our clients is we say, okay, so how soon do you want to do this? And then they, you know, literally it is the walkthrough of, well, I have to those were the kids' toys and I have to pack. Meanwhile, their kids are teenagers. You know, the kids are not playing with those toys. They haven't played with those toys in probably half a decade. And yet they just don't have the bandwidth at the end of the week to start thinking about what that would take out of their weekend, which we all know how much we're working these days. So you value that time with your family and you don't really want to be packing up. And so what a fabulous service to be able to say to your clients, well, there's this great company that Mindy has and it's you know like, they'll do all this for you. Yes, there's a fee, but you gain all that time back, which is exactly, exactly. how we our services. So I think it could be such a great asset in the toolbox for an interior designer to be able to sell your services to their clients for sure. And even on the yeah, back, you, know, you even set up the new spaces. So yes, you pack them up. Yes, you unpack them. You help them declutter, pick and choose the the donate pile that I'm going to keep it. I'm sure it gets easier as the process goes through, but can you help me figure out the process of like, how would a designer reach out to you and how would they find out how to use your services?
1: Yeah, I would, I would welcome a phone call, you know, a quick phone call with any designer who's even considering offering these services. I can really explain it in a way that helps them have the right language to pitch it to their clients. I call it a soundbite. I want them to have certain soundbites where their client will see the value in it and be interested in hearing more about it. Because your clients are not experts in packing or moving or making very hard decisions about sentimental things like their children's toys that the kids have outgrown. So your clients are faced with that fear when really we can come in and make the whole transaction great for them. Here's an example. We had a client who was moving from a massive, beautiful home in Toronto, and they were downsizing. And she showed me big, massive Tupperware bins of her kids' artwork. She was so proud. And I said, how old are your kids? And she said, 25 and 27. (laughs) I said, okay, you're not taking this bin of artwork with you, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to convert this big pile of artwork into a coffee table book, a beautiful hardcover book, picture like a Costco photo book yep. and on the front will be labeled Josh's artwork ages zero to 12 or whatever it was. And then one for the daughter Kayla. And she trusted me. She gave me the Tupperware bins. And a week later I, I had to drive it over to her. I was, I wanted to see her reaction. I showed up with, I printed two copies of each book, one to give to the kid, but one for her to keep as the parent. And I gave her the coffee table book and it was so beautifully laid out. I put titles and the subheadings on the pages and she loved it. She was so proud of it. And we got rid of the Tupperware. Yes. So I had that solution to offer her whereby she's still honoring all this artwork that she collected, but now it's in a beautiful Tupper. It's in a beautiful coffee table book.
0: That's lovely. I didn't realize you took it to that degree with your services. I don't know if that's a one of, and that don't, don't well, get any ideas, everybody, but <laughs> it's lovely. a service yeah. we offer. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and to your point, I do that with holidays with my kids because I have two boys. I don't know yeah. if they're ever going to care one day, but whenever we yeah. come back, I get them printed and I get two copies so that that way someday you'd hope they both would want a copy. So I love that you yeah. do that for, for him, for the, the the mom and the kids. That's lovely. Yeah. So you really go above and beyond. So I'm going to imagine that's not a line item that that designers are going to see on your service list on your website. But that process of reaching out, calling you, seeing what their client's needs are, you would be able to quote them based on the home. Do you need a site visit? Do you need pictures? Like, what would you need from, from a designer to be able to quote a job?
1: Yeah, Um just like you probably don't give interior design quotes over the phone or Zoom. Right. We actually insist on going to the client's home and we don't charge for it. We've thought about charging for a consultation and lots of people have said you should be. And and I understand why in your in your line of work, it's definitely good to charge. For us, we're in and out in a half hour, 45 minutes. We really want to meet the client, see the home, see all the different areas where they need help. And then we'll actually type up an estimate, line item by line item. And then they're welcome to opt in or opt out to any of the 10 or 15 services we quote them. One could be that coffee table book, for example. But other ones could be, we'll help you sort each room and extract all the donations and then donate them for you. So that what we are packing up at your home is only the stuff you want to keep and bring right back after the renovation. So we do our, we do our consultations in house, in person, and then we provide an estimate after that. So you're getting a good sense of how much, if it's clutter, quote unquote clutter versus actual items in the house. And then we charge by the hour. Yeah. Right. Right. And you have a huge team. We do. Yeah. I'm up to 15 women. Oh, and it's an all-female team. All of my packers, all my associates are women and it's fantastic. Our clients really appreciate that when their home is being packed up. It's just a really beautiful feeling when it's all women in the house. I mean, think about it. We're packing people's underwear and their bathrooms and then we're sitting around and having a quick lunch break with them. We're, we're hearing stories while we pack their dishes in China where they inherited it from and all the family... They've it's served the around their table. It's and it's really, just a really nice. Yeah. So it's all female. We have about 15 packing associates now. So what that allows us to do is actually do really, really large jobs in a short time frame. Like we we packed a 9,000 square foot home in Rosedale last week. And we were able to do it in two, uh, three, we're there three days packing. Oh. Because on some of the days I had nine people working there. So you can get a lot done in that time.
0: Yeah, I bet. Okay. So I know you do the packing and the unpacking and the storage facility and all of that good stuff. I also really want to dive into, I think another really fabulous service is what you do on the, we've now we've done the renovation. Maybe they didn't want the packing and unpacking, but you'll come set up the new kitchen or you'll come set up the new closet. Can you tell me a bit more information about that and what's included?
1: Yeah. What we really like to do is get into the new house before a day before they unpack and spend a few minutes with the client going through some areas. Let's use the kitchen as an example. And we'll say to her, let's take some post-it notes and think about where you'd like us to unpack things tomorrow. And then label the front of the cupboards and the drawers so that the client has that sort of peaceful time before the chaos comes to think about where they want stuff. Now, I I guess with the help of a designer, you would have already thought that out with her. So she'll know where her pots and pans are going and where she wants her drinking glasses, for example. And we'll put up the post-it notes and help organize it so that when the team comes to unpack, it's straightforward and we're not nagging the client every second. Where do you want your spatulas? Where do you want your colanders? Um, And then we do the
0: label it. Like we give them their homework when we're in planning stage. So we wouldn't, in our case, we would be able to hand you drawings and said, this is where like the water bottles go and this is where their spices go. And this is where, so you could see that there's some time saving in your hours if that's already been done Prior. And that would be great. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. We don't like to have to re change around the drawers after we've unpacked them. We we have to do it once in a while. A client will change their mind. But with the help of a designer planning that out in advance, I mean, it sounds like a dream to just walk <laughs> in there and say, I see your water <laughs> bottles are going here. Yeah, buddy. So, and
0: do you do the inserts if the kitchen company or the designer didn't have, like, again, I'm not sure how, how far that yeah. goes, like, do you come yeah. in with all of these items and then
1: just bill for what gets used? Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll assess what sort of baskets and jars and organizational tools that they would benefit from, and then we'll go out and purchase them, keep track of them. And then we'd install them and then return the ones that we don't use. Yeah, the clients really appreciate it because you know, like your clients aren't experts in design or organization at all. So any tidbit of resource, any information I'm willing to share or implement in their house, that's from my line of work, they're just so grateful for it. And they're willing to pay for it because it really makes, it really changes the quality of their home when it's organized and they know where everything goes.
0: Degree more, and it makes all of us look. If they, if people feel like they know that there's a home for something, their home will will just stay more organized. Period. And to your point with your company name, like we are a luxury service, you're a luxury service. So if they're already engaged with a designer, it's probably not a far leap or a jump to say, I have something that'll also save you time, because that is why they have reached out to us too. Time design, you know, like obviously pulling it all together, but
1: we are both exactly
0: businesses for sure.
1: Yeah, it's important to position us, Luxury Move Management, as a value add to your services as a designer. It's not far-fetched, like you're saying, to to extend the service over to us and to offer us to your clients, because what we do complements the beautiful work that you do, and it really brings it home and sort of puts that last little feather in the cap of your project, by now saying, oh, and by the way, you're not alone when you unpack those 47 boxes. I actually have a great company who's very skilled. It's all women. They'll clear away all the boxes and the garbage afterwards, and you'll really be ready to just sit and enjoy.
0: And I know from personal experience of doing lots of kitchens, which let's face it, heart of the home, the most hardworking space typically in anyone's home. I know that it's a big thing for any client to. pack up a kitchen, move it all out. And then generally when they're moving it all back in, all of a sudden it's, I this doesn't look like it belongs in this beautiful new kitchen. I don't want this anymore. And so next thing you know, they want a bunch of new things (laughs) that was not allotted for when (laughs) when we designed the space. But have you found that there is something that when you are finished someone's kitchen that they are really wowed with that you, like it seems so simplistic or simple, but your clients end up loving that one element in the kitchen?
1: Oh, they love it. I mean, it's just coming into a new kitchen. It's one of the most exciting things about moving into a new house is you get like a fresh kitchen. It's almost inspires them to want to start cooking or to cook more. It's like, I have this beautiful new kitchen. Now I'm ready to really start cooking. It's its funny. Yeah. And but the more you, it is. is there
0: any like item that you implement that you have found has always been a hit that, I don't know, that maybe not be something that it's almost might seem silly to you because you know, you do it. All. Like, like I find heated towel racks blow people's minds. Like they think it's the best invention in the whole wide world. How do they live with it without yeah. it? When we put so we bring, a heated steering wheel, once you have it, you can't go back. Like
1: Yeah. We bring these, uh, we bring these little baskets that we put the bottles in. So in some pantries that are really deep, when you put the oils and the vinegars standing tall bottles into it, it's hard to like sort of sift through and find them. So what we've started to do is bring these like, baskets that the client, if she's looking for her oil, can just pull out the basket. And then she has all six options right there in front of her. And then she can put the basket back up on the shelf. And that was something that I learned from one of my staff. She said to me one day, you know, Mindy, I'm noticing that we're unpacking all these bottles into these deep pantries. And then the client has a hard time finding it. Why don't we just assemble them all into one neat rectangular basket? And then she'll just pull out the basket and then she'll have her Vinegars and so oils simple, there. I thought, That's so a great smart. idea. Let's try that. And it keeps it clean
0: because I know my oil bottles sometimes get gunky at the bottom and then you have to clean the, you have to take everything out to like do the show. And then it's not, yeah, so this way it doesn't yeah. stain
1: the wood pantry and leave those. Right.
0: See so simple. I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. And you're all learning from each other, which is also great. <laughs> yeah. So I think this kitchen organization could be a really great add-on value for any interior designer to reach out to you and find out what that service costs and you could put it as a line item for your clients to be able to make that choice. Because the reality is by the time we've met our clients, done the design, like you're, we're talking six months out. And by six months, they just want in. They just want back into their home and into their kitchen or their space or whatever we're, we're working on. And so imagine being able to say, we'll just take two extra days and everything will be in its spot, washed, cleaned and put away. Oh yeah. Like that's a fabulous add-on. Okay, so closets. Can we explore the closets a little bit? What What we can do there?
1: Yes. Closets are great. So what I find with a lot of my, so my clients are usually either upsizing or downsizing in their home. It's very, it's, it's when they're upsizing, it's great. We suddenly have lots more room to work with. Oh, now you have a bigger shoe closet. Let's organize those nicely. But when they're downsizing, Ooh, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. So what I would encourage designers to really do is to take stock of when you're doing this space, Really, be clear on the actual clothing your client wears. If they don't have long suits or long formal wear, they don't need all those single bar closets. what What's the terminology in your in your yeah. industry? like single yeah. bar, yep, yeah.
0: single hanging versus bar. double, hanging versus like, you know we okay, you
1: know, single hanging versus yeah. double.
0: yeah.
1: So we'll go and unpack clients, and their new closets will have all these single hanging bars, but they don't have lots of dresses, especially post COVID, or a lot of our clients are retired, and they've given up a lot of their suits. And so we're trying to make practical use of the space. But sometimes I'll say we really should install another bar here to double your capacity in this space. So when you're designing a closet, you'll want to make sure that you're actually looking at the actual clothing that particular client wears, and then design the closet in a way that you're really maximizing that space, which I'm sure all of you do. When we're unpacking, we really try to sort of bring the stuff that they wear often to the forefront, accessible. We like to um, unpack it and organize it in a certain way so that as they enter the closet, their clothing are hanging facing them. And the backs of the shirt, for example, is not what you see when you're walking towards it. Um, Lots of different things like that.
0: And would you supply the hangers so everything matches? And yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, we do. That's my,
0: that's my like, pet peeve when there's like the white plastic mixed with
1: the suede ones missed with the, I can't stand it the wire ones from the dry I cleaning can't,
0: I can't I can't do it it actually but like, you know what also is yeah. important to consider
1: <laughs> and here's a service that we could offer before you get started is a good closet cleanse before the move or the reno would really help so that your clients not bringing back into the new space all the clothing they don't wear anymore, they're retired, so they don't need anymore, the stuff they don't like, or it's out of style, or it's torn. If we could get rid of that before we move them back into the space, which then which would mean before they pack it up. Yeah, it would really make the unpacking and organizing at the other end way more efficient. Yeah.
0: And closets are a big buzz thing right now too. people want really sexy, beautiful closet, Mm -hmm. like as if I don't know if you're going to bring your friends there to show them, but people really really <laughs> oh, want my closet. It. I I'll have to tell you, I was um, in university. I worked at the gap and I don't yeah. know if you remember the gap in the nineties, but like everything was a folded jean wall and a folded, and I had to fold. I was the jean wall girl and the gap sweatshirt girl. Like when we had anyone come to visit, I had to fold them and you had to, and it's stuck. I I can't not have my closet in
1: a manner that looks like I still work at the gap. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. I, I can picture what you mean. Cause I worked at the gap in 1999 as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was a little bit earlier than you. I was 93, 94, 95, but that's great. honestly, like, you know how long those took to like fold. Yeah. All, and then someone would come in and like take one pair of jeans and you'd lose your yes. mind. So I still can't help it. It's like, that's how my closet and all my drawers, like I can't stand it when everything's or like something's not lined up. I still do all the question mark hangers like just like at the gap. So anyway, <laughs> something things you don't lose, right? Yep. Is there a way that you think that designers could successfully um, market, I guess, your skills to their clients and do it in a way that, you know, I wouldn't want to just say to our clients, well, I've got this service that could do this, this, and this for you. Like what terminology should they use? Well, how do you find um, the designers are actually able to sell your, your services successfully? Is there any key points? Is there any, You know, phrases or but like, I mean, obviously the time saving across the board, we can see that. Is there anything else they should maybe keep in their toolbox that might be able to help this forward?
1: Yeah, you'll want to ask your clients what the biggest barrier to getting started or to committing to this project with you is. And as soon as you see a hesitation, that's not about pricing, but that's more about the work they have to put in before you, the designer, can walk in and get started. That's when you really the light should be going off in your head like, oh, they were stressed about packing or how to deal with all the monumental stuff in their house that has to be packed up and emptied. So that's when you can introduce our service saying we are a move management company. I run a move management company because I manage all the different move related logistics. So I work with clients, you know, meet them in person, develop that relationship, earn their trust, And then they can depend on me and call upon me for all the little stuff that pops up that's out of your wheelhouse as the designer, but is in my wheelhouse because it has to do with a a move. So the coming in and working one-on-one with them to sort through and sift out all the stuff that they don't need anymore, whether it's decor items, going through the artwork that's on their walls to really help decide what they're ready to get rid of, all the clothing that they've grown out of, the kitchen utensils and implements that they have in their kitchen that they just don't need anymore that they're never going to use. You know all those platters they get as gifts? They don't they're not using them. They're still in the original wrapper. Let's regift them or let's donate them. We're really like a moving wizard that just takes yes. care of all those stressful points for your client.
0: This might be a silly question, but do you inventory everything as well?
1: Like is it all inventoried? No, the way we do it is we label each box. So yeah. we'll be able to look at a box and tell you exactly what's in it. Right But we don't take count of you know how many cookie sheets they have, for example, okay,
0: so, and then artwork, too, if you said you wrap up their artwork is is that something that is measured? like do you know sizes and everything like that, or is it just four pieces of art?
1: Yeah, we bring proper artwork boxes and we'll pack it and label it so that if it's going into storage, it's fine. But we we try to tell them, don't don't pack and send to storage stuff that you have no space for at your new home or at after the renovation. Let's get it out of your life now which is really a value add for you for you before you get started is that we take it out of the house so that it's not so you you don't have to look at it and decide if they need to keep it
0: oh 100% we try and tell the uh, clients all the time get rid, like don't have stuff in the house it's also something that could get damaged or we we become responsible for it and I get that you know it's big or it's heavy or whatever the case may be but it I can't guarantee that it won't get ruined with dust and scratching or you know something drops or god who knows
1: And then yeah. back to that original question about the what to tell the clients is we also offer a service where we sell unwanted furniture for clients. So in your case, you're coming in and pitching brand new furniture to your clients. I pose the question, what are you telling them to do with all the furniture they have right now? So one of our big services is we'll come in and take photographs and measurements and write some background information on each piece. And then we sell it on our online channels. So we actually have a buy and sell Facebook group. It's a private group with a few thousand members. It's called Buy and Sell from Luxury Move Management. So you can join that group. We also use Kijiji and Marketplace and Instagram and a newsletter that goes out every Friday. So that newsletter we send out goes to thousands of people in the GTA, people who opt in to follow us. And we advertise the current furniture and homeware that we have for sale. So that's an awesome way for your clients to try to monetize some of the stuff they're getting rid of so that, you know, free up some of the budget no, to buy your new furniture. We
0: get asked all the time. And so, and again, it's not, it's not our wheelhouse. So, you know, and they, I never have a great answer, to be honest. We have a couple of consignment stores, but at the end of the day, you're right. It's a, it's a, another value add. So before, okay, so let's rule through this because I know I, we only touched on like a small handful of what it is that you do. Cause we were really gearing it towards designers who's that's, who's listening. Can you maybe quickly run through all the other services just in case you never know somebody else might like when you just brought that up right away, I'm like, I will be a hundred percent calling you because our clients ask us all the time. Yeah. So okay. just quickly tell me what else. So that way you never know who's listening. Okay. What
1: Clearing out an estate when someone passes away, electrician services, taking down and moving chandeliers, we do consignment store and auction house arrangement so you might say to your client oh you can try and consign this but your client's looking at you like what the hell does that mean right so we we come in and we work we take the photos and submit them for consideration to consignment stores and auction houses we deliver unwanted furniture to family and friends so you know that sofa that they want to get rid of that their son downtown wants in his condo well we deliver not come today. to pick it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> we deep clean, we offer deep cleaning services, we do custom crating, so if we're moving anything that's marble or glass, or an extra high value piece of artwork, it has to be crated for. Um, we dismantle and reassemble exercise equipments, we do furniture and carpet steam cleaning, handyman services, junk removal, packing and unpacking, piano moving, sale of unwanted furniture, shredding services, window cleaning, TV and chandelier mounting, and working one-on-one with the family members to sort through each of their rooms to help them declutter and get rid of the stuff they don't want anymore.
0: It's amazing. Full service. That's great. And then, okay, so Mindy Applebaum, where does everyone find you? Anyone listening that wants to find you and all these fabulous services,
1: where can they find you? Okay, so we're on Instagram. It's at Luxury Move Management. Our buy and sell Facebook group is buy and sell from Luxury Move Management. And our website is LuxuryMoveManagement.com. Well, thank you very much for being part of the podcast today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Nice chatting with you.